Comedy Show. I am Paul Salerno, the creator and host. This is another version of Talk Radio. The Beatles say it's a hard day's night, and I say that because the baseball season's come to an end. And boy, you want to talk about a hard day's night. Play 162 games all throughout summer, and it becomes a hard day's night. So we're going to kind of touch on baseball because we've got the playoffs coming up. I also got um, our uh, returning guest, Mark Franco. Um, we're going to call him, dial him up in a minute, get him on the phone. Also, some other exciting news. I'm working on another guest um, who may be uh, joining us tomorrow. My uh, co-host from, um, uh, who, my co-host from Who's a Bigger Rockstar, Live Love Sports, may be here with us tomorrow. So kind of cool stuff. Once we get Mark on the phone, we're going to talk um, about the series, these baseball series, and then we're also going to touch football because um, Mark Franco, as you know, is a uh, veteran uh, handicapper here in Vegas, and he's got some picks for us. Uh, so we're going to look at that. And um, what do you say we get started? Oh, last but not least, are two more quick things, I guess. Um, not to be so quick. There's no need to rush. After all, what's the rest for? In fact, why don't we start with my my favorite, you know, iconic saying, I am Paul, and this is the Sports Comedy Show. Okay, thank you, Beatles. So as I was saying, before we call in, before we get Mark on the phone, um, we did complete the full baseball season. I am going to do a special podcast tomorrow morning for the entire season. Where It's going to be a review. I want to do it before the playoffs start. And again, right now we're going to talk to Mark, so we're going to talk a little bit about um, the playoffs. But it's a, you know we only have a few minutes with Mark. Um, so tomorrow I am going to give us a full baseball rundown. And as I mentioned, um, I'm looking forward to having a new guest as well. So kind of exciting. And then last but not least, um, football funny briefs have been updated on the website, sportscomedyshow.net. And I want to thank everybody who's joining in from wherever you're at, whatever platform. I'm glad you're joining me. Um, downloads have been up, so I appreciate that uh, greatly. And uh, what do you say we get started with the show? Let's have a little fun. Let's call the great Mark Franco and see what he has to say. Because, um, you know, he, uh, he, he, I think he's got some baseball for us, too. Let's see what he's got to say, if we can get him on the phone here. On the sports comedy show. Good afternoon. This is Mark Franco. Hey, Mark Franco from Franco Sports. Thank you for answering. This is Paul over here at the sports comedy show. We are doing another podcast. You are on the air. How are you, Mark? I'm doing well, Paul. How are you this evening? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm excited. You know, the... Baseball season finally ended, and then we got some football, so a lot of neat stuff going on. So, and you know, it's just fun to get you on the phone once a week and have some fun with it. Absolutely, I'm always looking forward to it. All right, great. So, what we'll start first. Let's officially end the judge watch. Um, and that and you remember the judge watch because he was hitting so many home runs. As Absolutely. you yes, as you saw, he did the final numbers there for Aaron Judge. Batted 311 on the year, hit 62 home runs, 131 RBIs, 133 runs. What was your take on Aaron Judge for the for this year? 
Well, it's kind of a little bit unfortunate that he didn't get the triple crown, but, um, you know, obviously there was a lot of pressure on him down the end of the season. So um, for him to break the record, granted it's only by one, um, you saw those Yankee fans, including his family and even Roger Maris's family, that were happy that he broke the record. So um, kudos to him. I just hope that uh, that could all be in the past because when it comes to the playoffs, uh, the Yankees have a bye, but, um, you know, got to get that crap out of your head and let's just move forward and try to win a championship. Uh, I agree with you, Mark. And, um, you know, again, like I said, we just finished the season, but we are now going to the second season. So first, let's get in the mood. What do you say we get our organ music going here? A little more. This is when they have uh, bass runners on the bass. Can they bring the bass runners on? You know, here's some of this. Fine. Okay. All right, so let's, um, because the series start tomorrow, before we get into football, let's take a few minutes and um, look at some of these series. And um, I'm curious to, to get your thoughts on these. Now, keep in mind, these it's a new layout um, market. I'm sure you're aware of this. They're doing the three-game series instead of the one-game series. And um, so how does that play into effect? And it uh, looks like we got four series starting tomorrow. Well, it's, uh, it's finally been a good move by Major League Baseball because they haven't made that many in the last few years. But, yeah, expand the playoffs. you got three wild cards, three division winners, the top two from each league. Uh, American League would be the Yankees and the Astros. Uh, the National League would be the Braves and the Dodgers. So those four teams get a bye. The rest of the teams play each other. And instead of that one-game stupid playoff, um, I think two out of three is much better um, – a much better barometer of, um, you know, who's the better team than just a one-game uh, type of issue. But uh, the odds are kind of interesting uh, when it comes to uh, the baseball playoffs, like you said, that start tomorrow. No, you're, you're right, and I agree. I, I'm, I'm glad that they went to a three-game format instead of one. There is one part about this, though, that I do have mixed feelings on, and, and I, from one standpoint, I get it. The way they're doing this three-game series, it'll be only in one city, so that eliminates the travel, which is a good thing. But that means, for example, um, San Diego, they're going to have to go into New York and win two of three into New York. What are your thoughts on the fact that there's no travel in this? Well, I think they have to do that. You know, instead of just a one-game playoff when you're making it three, um, you know, the logistics, it would just take a lot longer. We'd be playing the World Series, you know, in, in November again, which has happened uh unfortunately a couple times but anyway um i i just think uh, that's why you see the home teams are playing big chalk and uh, as far as all the series go you got the padres at the mets um i think the mets are in the best position to win the series um unfortunately they're about a about a 175 165 favorite um padres have a good year had a good year uh, but i think the mets pitching will be too much especially in new york like you said and, uh, you know, the Phillies-Cardinals is an interesting one. I don't have a strong opinion there, Paul. Um, Cardinals are about minus 135 because, again, they're the home team. Um, Phillies are uh, plus 110. So that one's kind of tough to call whatever team gets hot in that series. And uh, I think probably the best series that I want to watch is going to be Seattle at Toronto because I've been very interested in the Mariners. They've had a good season um, Toronto was the second place team behind the Yankees in the East in the American League, 
And uh, we got the Blue Jays favored at minus 165. So, you know, that makes sense. Last series is probably the most second interesting one. Tampa Bay is at Cleveland. And uh, I still have to get the Indians out of my head, the Cleveland Guardians. And uh, Cleveland is minus 120 for the series. And we're going to have some excellent pitching matchup, uh, pitching matchups in that Rays-Guardians series uh, for sure. But I, I would lead towards Cleveland on that one. Okay, yeah, I, you know, it, it's kind of hard not to like the home teams in these series because all they got to simply do is win two out of three at home. Um, but, you know, that, that Toronto-Seattle series – Toronto's got some good bats, but what does Seattle? How did Seattle get there? How did, what did Seattle do to, to to get into the playoffs, Mark? Well, they uh, they they were kind of very consistent after the All Star break, and uh, you know they were one of a, a team that was able to grab the wild card. Um, obviously, the Astros ran away with the AL West, but um, no, Seattle wasn't a good team, but they were a decent team. Uh, they had a couple of good pitchers. They got a little bit streaky, and uh, no doubt they deserve to make the playoffs. But, um, uh, I, you know, I, I think against Toronto, it's going to kind of be tough. But I wouldn't I wouldn't rule Seattle out, especially tomorrow uh, in game one. They have uh, Castello, who they got from the uh, Cincinnati Reds. Correct, uh, correct. Right at the trade deadline. And this kid, I was hoping the Yankees would get him. And this kid has... Every kind of thing you want pitching in the playoffs. Now, does he have much experience? No, because the Reds haven't been in the playoffs since uh, uh, I can't <laughs> The great I 76 think, Reds. I think everybody wants to point the finger to Toronto. I don't think I'm going to bet this series, but I might bet Seattle in game one uh, just because of Castile. Okay. Well, that's a good point, and I'm excited. And, again, these all start tomorrow, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll uh, keep an eye on those in. I'm sure next week they'll be a little bit further along and we'll be able to have talk a little bit more about it. But uh, let's go ahead and turn to base or to football because it is week five. And, um, you know, we, we got a Thursday night game starting pretty quickly. We won't get much into it, um, but that, that's going to be um, Denver or going to be the Colts at Denver. Um, going to be a sloppy game from what I'm hearing. But um, I see you've got some nice matchups here that, that I want to look at for this weekend, and um, I'm kind of curious of uh, what you like and why. And So the first one I see, and well, let's do this because we're going to talk about Tennessee and Washington, and if you talk about Tennessee, you know what that means. All aboard? Yes, that's right, the Derrick Henry Express. They're going into Washington to the Commanders. What do you see in this game, Mark? Well, I... Um you know, I think everybody thinks that the Titans are a little bit of a disappointment. Um, earlier, uh, early in the year, after last year having uh, so much success and getting a great seat in the AFC, but um, I think you know, Denver. Everybody has to realize that Henry was coming off that injury last year, so uh, I think now after a few games in the bank for him, I, I think he's going to have some good success here against a Washington team that just looks. Um, you know, their, their new uniforms are not bad looking, Paul, but uh, <laughs> as far as their play goes... Um, it's bad looking. <laughs> they're, they're just they're not a contending team. They, they have no chance um, in the NFC East whatsoever. Carson Wentz, I think, um, well, I hate to say it, but I, he, he might be out of football in the next couple of years just because, uh, you know, he's not lived up to the hype whatsoever wherever he's been. So, um, 
I definitely lean towards the Titans. Right now, the line is two and a half, Paul, which kind of surprises me because uh, it opened Titans minus three at Washington. So although the game is in Washington and the commanders have a somewhat of a home field advantage, not much, um, the commanders are 0-5 against the spread in their last five games in October. So I think, uh, does that have anything to really do with this? Not much, but uh, uh, in the series, and they haven't played each other that many times over the over okay. the last few years, but the road team is 6-0 and in the last six meetings. Well, so Tennessee on the road, uh, most important part, I think Derek, Derek Henry's going to have a good game. I think Ryan Tannehill can have a good enough game and manage the manage uh, the, his team and his offense just like they do. And the Titans are 5-0 against the spread in their last five games in October. Um, I like the Titans uh, minus just under a field goal. Uh, I think they can win by a touchdown or more in this meeting. Okay, no, and I kind of agree with you there. I think the magical number here is five. I'm looking at the stats. Carson Wentz uh, it has five interceptions as well, which is fine, which is extremely high. Um, Tannehill has five touchdown passes. Um, I guess five is the, the lucky number. But I agree with you. I think Derrick Henry is getting stronger and is coming alive, and um, the commanders clearly are starting to show signs of weakness early in the season. So uh, I agree with you on that one. We like Tennessee. Let's move on because I know we got a couple more here. The next one, Mark, that I want to look at is those Los Angeles Chargers. They go into Cleveland, a team that, you know, on paper, Cleveland looks good, but they're very sporadic. Both teams are 2-2. Two and two. What do you see happening in Cleveland this weekend, Mark? Well, this is something that uh, most people might label a trap game uh, just because the Browns have not looked good, obviously. Uh, the Chargers, for the most part, have looked good. But... Um, I'm not going to believe in that theory. I think the Chargers, even though they're on the road, um, I think Cleveland has been, you know, I want to say average at best. Just like last season, the one thing that they can do is the Browns can pound the ball down your throat. They can run it on almost anybody. That's why they led the league last year, and uh, I think they're leading the league this year and the the top three as far as running the ball. Um, But when it comes to Justin Herbert, I mean, this kid can do anything. And, you know, he had that rib injury, but last week uh, I think he played within himself and it didn't look like his ribs were bothering him. So I think he'll be even more healthy this week and uh, just can't trust the Browns. I mean, the only thing they can really do is run the ball. So uh, Jacoby Brissett is uh, kind of a decent fill-in quarterback, but he can't go toe-to-toe with with Herbert and, you know, go score for score. I think this could be a high-scoring game, but... uh, um, I don't. I don't believe in the trap game here. I think the Chargers have a uh, distinct advantage, um, and I just see, uh, you know, over the course of history, the Chargers always start off pretty good and then kind of tail down. But uh, I think, I think uh, the Chargers have a good advantage here against the Browns, who um, are an average team at best. Yeah, that makes sense because I mean the Chargers are in a tough division. They got uh, they're. Even though they're two and two, it's almost of a must-win just to be able to stay up with Kansas City. Um, the Raiders finally got on the board, but um, you know it's just going to be a big dogfight um, to, to to stay up with the Chiefs in that one. So let's see if the Chargers can come through. Hey, uh, good pick by you last week with uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, if you're, I believe. You're right, my five-star pick, and uh, yeah. I'm I'm going to be saving my five-star. Actually. 
because tomorrow I'm going to do a baseball show. So I will give my five-star pick um, at the end of the show, which you're more than welcome to listen to, go back and listen to, because um, I do have a five-star pick. And I'm sure we're going to do two more games. You'll have a pick for us as well. So we want to, I'm excited about that. So let's move on because, um, and I'm real excited about this game. This is going to be the showdown in the NFC, and that is your Dallas Cowboys. And, or as they, you know, they always say this, Mark, they say, how about them Cowboys? <laughs> they go into the Los Angeles Rams. Um, this is just going to be um, a, a war, and it always is with these two teams. What do you see? Well, I like first mentioning Cooper Cup because, um, you know, he has just played within himself. He doesn't have to be a star. And the Cowboys have rallied around him uh, with Dak Prescott being out. Remains to be seen if he's going to play this week or not. But, um, excuse me, when we're talking about the Rams, a little bit different team than they were last year. I don't have a ton of confidence uh, in the Los Angeles Rams. But when it comes to Dallas, we're talking about their defense. And their defense has been top-notch so far this season. And I think uh, it's a very crooked number, Paul, what I call a crooked number. The Rams are laying five and a half to Dallas right now. That is, yes, and, uh, I, I see your point. That's, that's one of the numbers you got to kind of be careful of. But uh, I, I like the Cowboys in this spot. I, I really do. I think... Uh, I think the Rams are not going to be in that playoff mix at the end of the year. I just think, uh, you know, when it comes to Stafford, he throws a shitload of interceptions. I mean, and, you know, it happens. And the Rams were able to overcome that, um, you know, last year. And uh, I just think Dallas's defense was just going to get after him, cause <laughs> some turnovers. Um, well, the only stat that's very glaring, I can go right quick ball. If you don't mind, Cowboys are 16-5. and five. Go ahead. 16-5 and five against the spread in their last 21 games against the NFC. That's a so great stat. That's a, yeah, that's a good stat, a good solid stat. Yeah. Um, the Rams are 1-5 over their last six games. I won't read too much into that stat, but um, I think well, the Cowboys can actually win this game outright. I really a, do. A couple points there that I'd like to add on to. You know, the Rams won the Super Bowl last year, so everybody thinks they're just the best team. No, that everybody's gunning for them, and they've been off to a slow start, like you said. And then the other point is on that Dallas defense is that Micah Parsons. The boy's all over the field. He's causing havoc everywhere. He really is the reason why that, that defense is so good. So uh, I certainly like the, those five-and-a-half points. I agree it's a crooked number. Um, five-and-a-half's a funny number. It's not seven. It's not three. It's It's... It's right in the middle. Um, so, But I can see this being a close game, and um, it's going to be exciting to watch. Let's move on. we got one more here while I got you on the phone, Mark. And that's going to be – this one's going to be you – now let's go to the AFC. This is going to be an AFC showdown. Cincinnati at Baltimore. Um, you know, Cincinnati finally came around and, and uh, is, is starting to look good. They're 2-2. Two and two. Both these teams are 2-2. Two and two. Baltimore is kind of floundering a little bit. What do you see in this one, Mark? Yeah, this is the Sunday night game, and uh, they picked a good one. Division rivalry in the uh, in the AFC North, and uh, definitely the two best teams in that division over Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Um, really looking forward to watching this game. You know, the Ravens are kind of desperate, Paul. I mean, last week they uh, they were you know had the lead for most of that game at home against Buffalo, and uh, 
you know, Josh Allen was able to get the Bills a win at the end. And I think, you know, uh, Baltimore's a little distraught. And usually they bounce back pretty good. And uh, I, I think they will in this game. But um, I've got to tell you, last year, I mean, the Bengals and Joe Burrow, uh, they just ripped the Ravens a new asshole. I mean, uh, <laughs> Joe Burrow had 941 yards and seven touchdowns in the two victories last season. So think about that. There's just two games where Cincinnati and Burrow crushed the Ravens for 941 yards. That's just passing, not rushing. Yeah. And seven touchdowns and two wins last season. So uh, kind of hard to, especially when the Bengals have a terrible, not terrible, but not a good offensive line, and they didn't really improve it so far this year. So um, I think Baltimore's just due. Tough game to pick, but um, I would have to lean towards the Ravens because if they lose this game, their season could be over before they know it. But um, uh, the one thing I can say about the Ravens, they're 8-3 against the spread in their last 11 games following a straight-up loss. Um, so they come off a loss is pretty good. And i be honest with you, Paul, I cannot find a negative against the spread trend for the Cincinnati Bengals. Everyone is at least... Uh, uh, you know, more than 500. So, um, okay. It's going to be a game to watch. Might be a good game, Paul, like we talk about once in a blue moon, uh, to bet the end game. Let's see what happens as the game starts off. Yeah, you got a good point. This I could see it going back and forth. Um, I, me personally, I don't know why. I just lost all faith in Lamar. Um, so I, I'm gonna I'm on the other side of the coin of this one. I like Cincy, but that's what makes a bet, and that's what makes it exciting. That is going to be our Sunday night game. All right, so we've gone through a couple games, and um, I'm kind of glad we did. Um, before you give me your own, I know you got a free pick first. I'm going to go ahead and do our, my five-star pick. I'll do it since you're on the, uh, with me on the radio so you can get a glimpse of it. Believe it or not, my five-star pick this week weekend is going to be the New England Patriots. Now, they, we don't know who's quarterbacking for them. I don't think it matters. I think Bill Belichick has something to prove here that he can still coach. They're playing a Detroit team that's very banged up and um, doesn't have all the pieces. I just think the fact the game, the fact that it's in Gillette Stadium um, in New England, only minus three, that's going to be my five-star pick for the week. We'll see how we do. Mark, go ahead and give us a free play. Yeah, last week we had Buffalo minus three, so it was uh, mostly a push, but the line did go down to two and a half um, closer to kickoff for the Bills. But uh, regardless of that fact, the uh, I'm going to take one of the games that we already talked about. Um, I'm going to take the Tennessee Titans minus two and a half on the road to the Washington Commanders. I just think Tennessee has an edge in every facet of the game from quarterback to running back to defense. And uh, I just think Washington's in for a pretty tough year. I, I kind of don't want to like think this is a trap game by any stretch, but I think Tennessee should be favored, uh, favored by more than two and a half. So, I'll take Brian Tannehill, and I will take uh, Derrick Henry, and I will take the Tennessee offense uh, to uh, rough up the Washington Commanders and get a win minus two and a half for my five-star pick of the week, Paulie. All right, so there you have it. Mark Franco's uh, five-star pick is Tennessee Titans. My five-star pick is the New England Patriots. Uh, Next week when we talk again, we'll look back and see how we did. Uh, Mark, it's always fun going over the games. Uh, You know, we get besides football we got baseball so lots to keep an eye on mark i want to thank you for jumping in and joining the show any closing thoughts 
Uh, yeah, just uh, visit me for more information at my website, francosports.com. Uh, but, Paulie, I got to tell you, I enjoy uh, coming on with you each and every week since the NFL season started. Uh, let's keep it going, provide some good information out there for free to the listeners. And I also have to say, Paul, um, love to get back to gift basket. Every week. So, uh, <laughs> You're welcome. I appreciate that as well. And uh, we'll talk soon. And uh, I think Thursday is a good day to uh, focus in on doing our podcast. And I know we talk about mostly NFL, but uh, that's what makes the world go round for me. And I think for most betters, college is a different animal. But uh, it was nice to touch on baseball. And I love the format. Like we opened up the show. And I think we're going to have a great baseball playoff season and there's going to be four games on friday saturday sunday it's going to be fantastic mix it in with the football and uh i think most people would agree with me this is the best time of year to bet on sports no matter what okay mark i want to thank you for jumping on and joining the show i i, I love it because you, you know you've got a lifetime knowledge and dedication that's why i have you on the show and um and you, you keep it exciting and fun so uh you have yourself a good day and i'll see you next week you as well, Paul, and thanks for all the listeners out there. We'll talk next week. Okay, goodbye. Okay, there was our interview with Mark Franco. Um, boy, I like having him on, and I hope you guys do too. Um, you know, Mark and I used to work together. Um, he was the one who got me into the Las Vegas sports scene when I got into town about five years ago, um, and me and him have stayed close ever since. Nonetheless, um, you know, he, he made a valid point. This is an exciting time because the baseball finally is now going to start the second season. Football is now into week five. College football, for those who are into that, and, and like he said, that is a whole other beast. That is rolling. Now, keep in mind, NBA and um, what's the other one? NHL, they're in preseason, which means in a couple weeks it's almost overload at that point. Then it's just too much, but for now, that's where we're at. Right now, we can enjoy the football and baseball, and uh, like I said, I'm going to be doing a, I want to do a full baseball wrap for the season, because I did so much baseball during the year. Um, I'll put in some more sound bites and keep that one fun and fresh. Look for that tomorrow, and and finally, like I said, I, I'm working on getting my great co-host, Live Love, Live Love Sports. She is a Padre fan. And she's excited as hell that the Padres are in in the playoffs. So she said, yes, of course I want to come on the show and talk Padre baseball. So look for that. That'll uh, be some, That may be tomorrow as well, too, because um, the, the, the Padres Mets kick off. I'm going to leave it at that for now, guys. Thank you for listening to the show. Um, you know, there's nothing more to say. Let's just simply say I am Paul Salerno, the creator and host of the Sports Comedy Show. Thank you for listening in. Tell a friend. The show's underground. You know, we've got some good stuff here. I don't sit here and put commercials or have to sell anything. Um, I just do it for fun, for free, for you guys, because you're the fans, and uh, that's what keeps us going. Thank you, and have a good day.